Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida, this is KMA Talk Radio. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, Alex Tavella, a.k.a. The Goat, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning, listeners, KMA Talk Radio. I am your, I guess, pseudo host, along with my co-host, Paul DeGracco, and, of course, the GOAT, Alex Tavella, with all of that. DeGracco. And joining us as well is the Coopster, William Cooper, from CigarHeavenCoop.com. Got to get the plug in. What's up, Coop? Good morning, Paul. How is things in Tomorrowland? Or Epcot. Or Epcot. Epcot. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, I changed my background because uh, Alex uh, complained that I stole his idea of, of using a sound booth background. So <laughs> you I figured did. the next best. Well, but it was a different one. So I thought that would be okay. I mean, you know, it was okay. It was a different color, but you you took my whole. You took my whole vibe, so I had to change I mean, it up. My background actually comes courtesy of our friends from HBTC. Garrett Robinson um, did a little meme dump and had this idea in his meme dump, and I said, you know what? I'm going to have to use that on KMA, and as a man of my word, here I am with a new background since Paul stole my um, sound screen. So what was the – when they did a meme dump, what were they looking at? The new cigar or something? I don't understand. What, what were they – What do you mean? Like what was the mean? Like usually you put something like where you are. What would it, what did they have where you were? No, it, it didn't go that way. It just kind of said you know it was like the perfect zoom background doesn't exist. Dot dot dot. Okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah, you're killing it. Paul. Well, listen, you've been. Oh no, you you've been working out. I saw a couple of videos of you uh, working out. So you know now people are checking you out. Yeah, you know that's how it goes. You know, day or two <laughs> in, already injured myself, but uh, that's all right. Well, because you've been doing kettleballs and stuff, right? That's tough, well, man. You, you know, really it's something. It, no, it's not even that. It's something that always happens to me. Um, it's called costochondritis. Whenever I don't work out for a while, and then I wind up working out again, what happens is, like, the cartilage between your ribs gets inflamed. Oh, uh, okay. And if you don't know what it is, you feel like you're having a heart attack. You know, because oh, all that – You breathe, and it's like, oh, God, chest pain. You know, I look, oh, God, chest pain. But, you know, I – uh I've had it happen a few times, so I kind of know I'm not having a heart attack. Oh, all right. Well, what happens if you do have a heart attack one day? Well, well, you know. I guess ignorance is bliss. Make my way to the upper room. <laughs> um, I think we have a sighting. I mean, I don't know. Well, hold on. We're not. It. We're not. Not yet. Not yet. We no. Read the, we want to read something first. We want to okay. read the, the. He wants to do the. All right. Thing first, but that's fine. I just wanted to check it, Coop. What have you been up to, man? You're you're getting ready for PCA stuff, right? Yeah, it's um. This is the busiest time of the year on Cigar Coop. Yeah, so it's it's been PCA stuff all week, um, and 
hitting the tip of the iceberg. And, you know, as usual, you know, it's a little tough getting cooperation sometimes from these companies. I'll be honest with you. At this time, Uh, because they're busy, right? Getting ready. Yeah, well, it's the way they disseminate the information that's kind of a little uh, problemsome is what I'll just say. Well, so look, Um, here's the solution, Coop. Yeah, you've just you've just created you found a problem. Here's you need a resolution and create a company now. You a cigar PR company that shows you how to do it right for the media. That's great. It's a, you, you yeah, charge them a small this, this, fee. this industry, this industry, basically is mesmerized by a, a one publication, and they let their publication control. A lot of these companies let their publication control them, and. Some companies are better about it than others, is what I'll just say. Do you I mean, find that the kinda, bigger companies it's, it's, are it's better? Kinda, no, actually, I don't. Okay. I think it's kind of ridiculous. I understand the whole idea of exclusivity. It's part of being in the media. But to exclude other media for 48 hours and 72 hours, that's a little ridiculous in my Well, that's opinion. by request by that publication. you know. Yeah, when I know like other companies who are working with that publication – We'll have a one-hour window before we get it. So I kind of don't, you know, it, it to me it just makes no sense. So we're forced to either just cite the other publication and not use photos, or you know, because some of these companies you'll, you'll reach out to them, they won't even comment or acknowledge the story. Like it's just they'll, they'll ignore you. Um, huh. And it's not just me, by the way. I mean, it's easy to ignore me, right? But it, but it's other companies. Um, and it, it, like I said, it's just I don't you can't understand. use their photos with permission with. Uh... With, no, you with crediting them, you have to get permission. You have to get permission to use a photo. Yeah, you can't just use a, a promote a photo unauthorized. Unfortunately, it's not the right thing to do. Um, so you know, when you get a press release, you're getting the authorization to use those photos. A lot of people ask me, "Can I use this photo?" And I'm like, "Well, you have to talk to the company because that's that's who did the photo, and it, the credits are at the bottom." But if it was of an in article. a press re- if it was in a press release, then legally they can you can use it, correct? Yeah, if you got the press release. Te- technically, it's authorized. That's why I always ask for the. Press release, but here's the other thing: some companies they don't want to write press releases; they want the media to do it for them, right? So the right. easiest way to do that is deal with one publication who's willing to do that. <laughs> now, again, this, and, and then then it becomes a problem where if they've done all this work, a guy like me then comes along an hour later and swoops it up. I, I understand that other point of view. That that's why I always tell companies to do press releases, and that's why I, you know a lot of people make jokes about it. But that that's the reason why. Uh, and you want to keep your you want to keep as many media people as possible engaged on your brand. I think well, plus you get to speak about your product the way you want to speak about it. You create exactly, messaging. exactly, Why you exactly, want to write a press exactly. Not wanting to write a press release is just pure laziness, in my opinion. It, it, it is. It, you, you, when you look for one media person to do it, it it's like I said, uh, it's it, it's it's laziness. It's lazy. It's lazy media relations is what I call it. Yeah. I mean, it takes. 15 minutes to write up you know yeah. the product it's not like yeah. you have to do any research on it yeah but there are a good number of companies that like i said work very well and um that that's that's good and that's okay it's interesting because there's not a lot of in, the only other industry i know that has a problem with exclusivity a lot is the entertainment business actually where there's a couple of publications that just have an absolute stranglehold on it as well similar to the cigar industry where there's one well we used to yeah we used to have that even at our regional theater when a, yeah. when a review would come out, they would only want us to to uh, to post their review for the first. Mm-hmm. So we, the New York Times would yeah. would would yeah. Be, would review us for the local yeah. regional area. So they would only want us to allow their like they only wanted to be the ones to review it in the first week or something like that. There were like rules about when they could review it. 
and when other people could review it. But I didn't follow any of those rules. Yeah. It's honesty. funny. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like I get that. You know, it's a lot of that. I see that in the music uh, business, too. And it's funny because the music business will all complain about Rolling Stone magazine. But when there's a big story, that's who's getting the story is Rolling Stone magazine. Because well, everybody wants to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. It's yeah, like a whole, same you know. thing. Entertainment business. They all hate People Magazine, but People Magazine will get every exclusive for the entertainment business. Right, so right. That's, that's huh. how it is. And so it's no different in the cigar business, really, in a lot of ways. It's just frustrating. Uh, so, Alex, not to change the subject completely, but we have some uh, we have some mail, don't we? You've got mail. <laughs> Where is it? Uh, oh, it's in there. there it is. Boom. All Here right, we go. So you, got a, you got anything from Honest Abe? I do. I have a letter as well. Okay. Here we go. From Anastabe. Second Saturday of Missing KMA. But I have to tell you, this has been one hell of a trip. This week, we went to Petra National Park, one of the seven man-made wonders of the world, and the place we named our first daughter after. All I can say is no photo can do this place justice. Not just in beauty, but sheer size. It is said that you can spend a week here and not see 15% of the ancient city. A lot of influence of many different empires here makes it extremely interesting, especially historically. Anyways, give all the fans my love and please give my regards to Sebastian and Brian. I bet it's going to be a great show. All the best. Honest Abe DeBabna, the world traveler. What, <laughs> He's living what, his what best a, life. He, what a job he did on, on some of those social media posts of where he was. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always get on people. What do you mean he did? He hired somebody to do that, I'm sure. Uh, well, somebody he got him out there. Well, well, you know, I always get on people about the airplane posts. And one reason is because they never talk about where they're actually going. And Abe did the whole airport thing as well. Let's be real. However... He's more than made up for it. What 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 he's been kind of sharing with the trip with us. So he's done a Wait, great on. job there's, on that. There's some kind of weird communication coming in right now. Yeah, I see. I see like yeah, I see like sandstorms and I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. we, do we do we have do we have somebody there? I what is he doing? Well, just fucking click it, will you, Paul? My God, <laughs> there's a big guy's guy baking in the, the sun right. there, and right. you're like really down in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear us? <laughs> I got, yeah, I can hear you. I got to make a decision. I can't see the screen with my sunglasses, but I'm putting sunglasses on. I'm literally blinded by a blaring sun right here. I think you should leave the sunglasses What's up, on. Everybody? Look you're at good, Abe. You're good. Yeah, good morning, Abe. Look, Look at him. Yeah, vacation, vacation, Abe. Look at him. He's not a care good. in the world. You, yeah, good for you. <laughs> uh, it's been a hell of a trip, man. It really has. Um, some seen some amazing cool stuff um it's cool for the family to uh to experience the culture you know you could tell people about it but when they experience it one-on-one -on -one, because I've, I've always said they're they're in all my travels in the world i've never seen a culture that embraces hospitality and um oh what's the word i'm looking for hospitality and uh i can't think of it right now but um more more than this culture and and the kids are seeing it i'll tell you what's hilarious too is um asher i don't know what the hell's going on with this kid <laughs> everywhere he goes no no this is not a joke i've never seen this in my life every place we've been to we went to a women's shoe store to buy a couple of girls sandals and they all fall in love with this kid giving him free shit everywhere wow i mean we stopped we stopped at a pit stop we stopped at a pit stop on the way to petra you know these like roadside little like rest spots they call them 
And the owner starts talking with Asher, finds out, you know, who we are, whatever. And literally says, Asher's my guest. He pays for nothing here. So, you know, I just take it as it was a cordial thing. I go up to the register and I say, yeah, my kids had four Slurpees and uh, four bags of chips. And the cashier goes, Asher's a guest. He don't pay for anything. So we're we're at the Marriott Resort last night, two last two nights in the Dead Sea. My wife and I don't have dinner. We let the kids eat dinner by themselves. We go and have a hookah, you know, out by the by the seafront. And we go to dinner last night, and I shit you not, man. We walk into the dining hall. The matron D goes, Mr. Asher. And Asher goes, hello, John. And they start talking. <laughs> and he walks up to them. And, you know, they don't make regular they don't make regular spaghetti there. And he goes, Asher, I will have you spaghetti in five minutes. And this guy <laughs> makes a special dish of spaghetti for Asher. Then brings out the chef to introduce him to Asher. I says, this is who made... This is who you made the spaghetti for, Asher. This is the chef, Mr. Asher. They hug each other, and next thing I know, they count their drinks for the whole meal. Oh my God! So I've never Vegas seen vacation, this. Mr. Papa Giorgio. Right, right. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Papa Giorgio. Let, let me tell you something. It is so eerie. I literally said to my aunts and uncles, "How's child trafficking here?" Because like it, it was just that right. eerie of everybody being way too kind to this one kid. What reason? My, do- my 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 daughters keep asking me, "What the fuck is he doing?" I said, "I don't know." We're just literally everywhere this kid goes, they fall in love with him and bend over backwards to give this kid shit. Wow! It uh, looks I've like it looks like him. Asher found his calling. He's got he should be a politician. I don't know if his native native land is is inciting some <laughs> mystical aura shit in him or what, but I I've never seen something like this in my life. We we are, I, my whole family is literally bewildered. Every, That's awesome. I mean, the first couple of times you thought it was cute, but it's been going on for a week. It just happened last <laughs> night. It doesn't stop. It's 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 crazy. You know, Paul, Paul, you mentioned, um, you know, me talking about the trip, you know. So, you know, one of the things I've always said about Facebook and most social media is it's a great time capsule for you. You know, this is something I hope decades down the road, my kids could log back onto my account and remember all these times and maybe show these times to their kids you know my grandkids my future grandkids kids you know whatnot right and it was really uh, cool because you know petra actually said to me the other night you know she can't wait to bring a family of her own here one day so that was kind of cool yeah it was pretty wild and you said but it's been slow a down trip, not man. anytime soon <laughs> yo yeah that too hey listen <laughs> it's it, Listen, it's a good thing that she actually takes a moment to think that far ahead. That's, right. you know, I didn't take it that bad. If you're thinking ahead, that's good, too. But, you know, you can see, man, it's just, it's it's a it's a different universe. I don't know what you guys can see there in the background, but it's a different universe yeah. for these kids. But they seem to have adapted it, and, and they, they like it, you know. There's a little, I don't know if I can show you down here, but we're on the fourth floor, and if you can see, like, right around that corner, right up that street, maybe a block, is a thing they call a supermarket, which my kids die laughing because what they call supermarkets here are like the littlest corner stores it's like a bodega but they call them supermarkets so my kids laugh every time we go hey you want to go to the supermarket (laughs) oh it's it's smaller than a bodega oh wow right right wow it's literally right around the corner but all of them they call them super supermarkets supermarkets but no it's been great man it's been great and uh we got we got a couple more things planned up we go to cairo and so we'll have some cool probably pictures of the pyramids which i've never seen so it'll be a first time yeah that's a that's a well. bucket yeah. list cool. that's a bucket list for me to see the pyramids yeah for sure i just have one request yeah yeah can we by the time the trips can we just get at least one picture of you in a kafia yeah yeah 
Yeah, I mean, come on. I see Ira, you know, Asher. I, I, you had a bucket hat on. That's, I was like, funny. oh, I, disappointing. Well, what, you know what happened was I, I don't have one. And like I said, my driver is enthralled with Asher. Like they're buddy buddies. Like we go in a rest stop. He takes Asher. He goes inside. He introduces Asher to everybody. You know, you know our, our family name. Look, as far as Christian tribes go, there's only like like. 16 major ones. There's a lot of Christian tribes in the Middle East because it's mostly right. a Muslim country. Right. So our fam our family name is our family name is a big one of the biggest Christian tribes. And especially the town we're from is salt. So like he walks in and he says, This is Asher from, from the Dababna household from the salt. And everybody just wigs out. I mean it's crazy. <laughs> and you know, it's like but 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 like I'm 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 telling you, like as an American, right? Because I you know I'm American in my daily life, you know, you get you watching these interactions and like there's that, that parenting uses you know is there some, something pedophilic going on here it's just not <laughs> they're just super fucking friendly yeah. you know it's just they're just super fucking friendly you gotta take a step back and just realize this culture is way beyond the norm of kindness and and friendliness that you know you just don't see in our everyday lives and my kids were asking me about that and i said look i think america was that way about 100 years ago where everybody was very neighborly and people let strangers walk you know on long journeys, spend the night and give them a hot meal. I said that shit just got, you know, numbed over time. But I think America was that way at one point. Mm, yeah, know, but think, there is, I think there's, go ahead. There's something very cultural no, no, go ahead. about hospitality and being someone's guest in Middle Eastern culture. It's, it's yeah. a, that's a, I mean, maybe kind of, but that's a very Middle Eastern, Eastern Europe. Being someone's guest has a real meaning in those cultures. Like you said, yeah. if, you know, at the 7-Eleven derivative, and they're like, no, this is my guest. He pays for nothing. That's very specific. That's very Middle Eastern, yeah. Yeah. Yes, and, it, and, it's, a, and it's serious shit, too. Like, I had to explain right. my kids. Like, my, the first or second night here, my daughter said to one of my cousins, one of my first cousins, oh, that's a lovely ring. She gave it to her. And I told my kids, you can't say shit like that here. Right, right. You can't say I like that or that's beautiful because there is actually an Arab word. It's, it's megeddem, which means, like, once they say it's them, it's yours. Right. So you have to be careful because if you compliment somebody on something, it's very likely they'll just take it off their back and give it to you, and then you have to take it. So, you know, they're like, you know, well, I can't say nothing nice. I say, well, you know, you just got to be careful. Oh, you know, God. you can't compliment shit because it's it's culture. They'll take that shit right off their wrist and hand it to you. You know, wow. I mean, it's, wow. it's, it's a different way. Yeah, it's a different way of life. It's a completely different way of life. Remind me to compliment Eve like on his watch when he it. comes back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to be. That's a nice humidor you have there, Abe. Just. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, did we lose we him? Lost him? We may have lost him. Yeah, okay, right. back. No, I, I'm back. His phone was probably right. So, um, yeah, you have, you have to do it while you're here, Paul. Oh, you're crap. Here. <laughs> Abe, but, how, um, big is, how big is Amon Jordan city-wise comparable to in the U.S.? Oh, you're, you're going to shame me here. I really couldn't tell you. Okay, I, but it's I, a very large city. Country, it, I think the whole. Yeah, it's well, it's the largest city in Jordan. It's a capital city, mm -hmm. but I think right. the whole country. Alex would probably Google it faster than I can tell you. But yeah, I had to guess. I think the whole country is like five million. Three, three to three to five million is the whole country. But um, you know, it's very funny because yeah, we've never seen million. anything like this. Because one, we live city. in Florida, but every, this whole country is a mountain range. Four million. <laughs> Four million in a month. Yeah, that is four million. Yes. Yes. So that's that's, oh, that's bigger big. than Chicago, or as big as Chicago. Country, at least. Alex, seven. Yeah. 
you're looking yeah. at a city about Chicago size, probably in population. Yeah, four million. Yeah. Yeah. Probably closer to eight in that's New a York big City. city. Right? That's a, a very that's a big city. Yeah, very cool. Well, I mean, as you can see, they use everything to build. My kids, my kids, you know, are flabbergasted how all these homes are like. They don't stop because there's a mountain range. They just build on the mountain range. Right, right. You know, the homes are just all over the mountains, everywhere. Roads, they're asking me, that they, when we're at the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is the lowest point on Earth. Yep. Okay? Lowest point on Earth. And our ears were popping as we were driving down, and they're looking at these winding roads. Like, who builds these roads? Like, somebody. Like, they built the pyramids. I mean, they just, they <laughs> just figure it out. They build the roads. I tell you a funny story about the Dead Sea because I remember somewhere in school, maybe third or fifth grade, where I first was heard about the Dead Sea. And the teacher said that it's so saturated that you float, like you can't sink. It's so salty, right? And yeah. of course, when you hear this as a kid, like, they, yeah, they, they say you could just lie right on it effortlessly. And when they tell you that, you know, as a kid, your brain, oh, that'd be so cool. That's like hearing how you can float in space. Right. And I never made it there. And it was our first time there, man. And I tell you, man, it's a wild experience. There was a guy from Georgia who just happened to be there. And he's like, I can't swim. I'm like, dude, just come in. You can't drown if you wanted to. If you tried to drown, you couldn't drown. Just, just <laughs> come in. And like literally, it, you you just it, you just float. You can't do nothing. You really That's can't cool. do nothing. It's unreal. It, 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 it's it's surreal weightlessness. It's it's crazy. And then we put the mud on and everything. I'll post some pictures. We all got the Dead Sea mud. It was supposed yep. to be rejuvenating and healing. And, but it was cool. It was a cool trip, man. We're really enjoying it. Wow. So I appreciate you guys picking up the slack for us, for me. You got it, man. Yep. Coop, just because I'm out of touch and before I – Coop, Coop, just because I'm out of touch and I haven't missed out, any big news I missed in the last two weeks? I mean, nothing nothing earth-shattering in the cigar industry. It's been a lot of um, releases for the PCA trade show. Um, you know, Abe, the big question we're get, I'm getting from people, are you going to PCA? A lot of people have been asking that. Oh, we, we come back on July. It conveniently goes July silent. 5th. We come. I, I'm breaking up a little bit so you guys can hear me. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, we're coming back July 5th, and we're booked to go to Vegas. So unless we're wow, sick, dead, or out of it, we're already yeah. booked to be in Vegas. Wow. Good. Wow. wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah, I committed. I, 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 I committed to go last year, so. I wasn't going to not go. It's just going to be, we literally land and have like two days or three days to recoup and got to get back on a goddamn plane again. <laughs> what are you going to do? Right. Not one desert to another. So you'll be uh, right at what home. Are you do? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Literally. All right. One desert, one desert to a, one desert to another. Literally. Yep. All right, guys. I got a family dinner. I got to get ready to go to. Yeah. We got uh, a show to do here. Everybody. Big love to yeah, all. Our, thanks. Yes. Big love to all. All our KMA fans out there, I miss you guys all. We'll be back soon enough. And give my regards to uh, uh, Christian and uh, Brian, please. Thanks. Sebastian. All right. Sebastian. Right. Sebastian, yeah, sorry. All right. Sunbake. We'll talk to you Sebastian soon. And Brian Batola. Take, Take care, care, guys. Abe. All right. Wow. All right. That, that was, was cool. kind of cool. We didn't expect that to happen. So uh, I think we can start right away by bringing in uh, – you want to bring in our buddy from the Red Meat Lovers Club? Yeah, so let's bring our buddy. Let's get him here. in. Let's get him there in. He Let's there he is. There he is. Hello, What's up, Evan? Hi. I um, I feel like it's been a minute since I've been on the show, and I wanted to talk to you guys about 
I think it, it's the biggest event we've ever done. <laughs> it's it's so uh, it's so big it gets KMA involved. But uh, first, uh, thanks for bringing me on, and uh, I feel like KMA is like family now. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So Red Meat Lovers Club on Thursday, this Thursday, was asked to take over the world's largest battleship and do a steak and cigar night on the ship. And in Evan's home state. In my home state, which is uh, sunny New Jersey. And we are partnering with five chefs and um, Steve Saka, which is pretty cool. And is, he, is he going to cook anything or just bring the cigars? I think he's going to cook his cigars <laughs> <laughs> one at a time. Uh, now we have Steve Saka. Um, we partnered with Casa de Monte Cristo to um, hand out Steve's cigars. Um, also, um, the company that got us the event, Cubicon, uh, is going to be there as well. And it's going to be just a really unique experience. They've never done this in the history of the ship, have a steak, steak dinner on the top deck. That's so and, cool. Uh, it's so cool. Such a cool idea, man. Like, did you know before you talked to Sokka that, that he was in the Navy? I knew that he was in the services. In the and I have a feeling I once heard him talk about it a long time ago about that's how he got involved with cigars, you know? Uh -huh. yep. He had his first cigar. So when we found out that we could do this, you know, at first I was like, I'm going to bring in a lot of cigar companies and really blow this out. But then the more I thought about it, the more it was like family and it's our events, um, you know, really are uh, the, the beauty of them is coming together, you know, and once we hit a big number, we, it sort of gets watered down a little bit. So we really uh, wanted to focus on the quality of the dinner um, and make sure that it was really true to what we do. So right I now, was, uh, tickets... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, okay. Because you, I don't know if it's early in the morning, but you don't... I'm, I'm going to take over for a second. Okay. So Thursday, Thursday, June 16th, correct? Correct. June 16th, Evan Darnell... And the yeah. Red Meat Lovers Club is about to do some like seriously epic shit. Okay. Right. I mean, look at this thing. This is the <laughs> battleship New Jersey. Yeah. And this guy yeah. is about to put on a dinner and cigar event on this thing. Yep. <laughs> this, this, this is not just like, yeah, we're right. doing a dinner and Steve Saka will be there. <laughs> we're on a fucking battleship. So, I mean, this is epic shit, man. This is it's epic the, shit. It's the first time they've they've ever done it. And they found out about our club. And they asked us to do it, which is... Um, that's great. Beyond that's really great. Did it, yeah. And, um, yeah, that's how you know you've made it, man, when somebody yeah. asks you. Sure. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so we have... Uh, it's going to be... I don't like I'm always talking about how big our events are going to be and how epic I'm trying to be understated on this one because I have a <laughs> that the time we put into it arranging five literally five restaurants to do meat stations 
is going wow. to be next level. And I don't like, uh, yeah, I'm coming in strong on this one. I really am. We have an amazing auction. So it's a fundraiser for the ship, which is um, going to be a lot of fun. I have the microphone. I'm going to be auctioning off some really cool stuff. Nice. All the money we raised from the auctions goes directly to the battleship. So they wanted to do it, and we said yes. And uh, battleshipbeef.com, battleshipbeef.com is where people are going to be able to buy tickets. We have like 45 tickets left uh, and one sponsorship left. And it's going to be – you're going to be there, Alex, which is amazing. And uh, I, I I can't wait to, to see what happens this night. It's going to be oh, true. It's going to be you're going to, so you're going to be up there, Alex. I didn't realize you're going to be in. You staying for the weekend? No. You're going to go back to Philly? Huh? No. Oh, all right. I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I got I had. I have a chess tournament on Saturday, so I'm not. Oh my goodness! I'm in that. That that would trump Philly. Yeah, that would trump Philly. <laughs> that would trump a Philly visit for him. Philly's uh, a little rough these days. Yeah. Well, I'll be my old age. I'll be up north for most of the summer. So, I, aren't I you heading up this weekend too, Paul, or this week? Yeah, I was. I was actually trying to coordinate possibly going on Thursday, but we have a thing here on Thursday morning that I can't that we can't miss. So we're flying up fr- late Friday night with two kids and a dog. So that should be interesting. Ne- <clears throat> we land at midnight. Neighborhood uh, community meeting. <laughs> no, no, family stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. But then we'll be, but then we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be in New York until August when when Axel starts school again. So I'll be actually, I won't be bringing the green screen. I tried to see if I can fly. We if we if we were driving, it was going with us. But now we don't yeah, have to drive since we only have one dog. But so Evan, I was thinking maybe I'll buy yeah. one and then and then return it before I come back. There you go. You can do that. Yeah, there you go. Check my address. What time does it start? Starts at seven o'clock. Goes till it's in, it's in Camden, right? The, the ship's yep. currently docked in Camden. It's in the, Camden, which is eight, eight to ten minutes from Philly. Not even. I mean, it's not even. I mean, it's literally right there. So if you go over to Ben Franklin. It's right there. When we're on the ship, we're obviously looking at Philly, and it's right. it's an amazing view. It's it's going to be a unique night. And what's really cool is it's rain or shine because they put up a big tent for the um for the event so it's it's not weather's not going to matter um hopefully it's an amazing beautiful night out everyone's getting a bag of um dunbarton tobacco cigars provided by casa de monte cristo so everyone's getting at least three cigars all social lights that come up to me and whisper the word the goat will get an extra event only red meat lovers club cigar oh i've had is that the, the event cigars that you always have it. with you the secret ones yes the secret ones. The secret I've, had, I've, had, I've had that cigar that's a good cigar i only have 50 left um so i'm gonna bring them all with me and it's gonna be it's gonna be a classic night it really is i can't wait i'm really looking forward to it Evan, is this the biggest event you've put on to date? Yeah, I would, say, I would say in terms of like interestingness, if that's even a word, you know, like we brought down Katz's Deli from New York to Boca Raton with the whole setup, the owner. That was technically bigger, but this is by far the most dynamic. I right. Mean, 
having the ability to do it on a ship first time they've ever done it like that oh and then and what's even crazy we have a new sponsor for this event literally the united states navy contacted us and said that they want to be a sponsor of this which is wow. crazy so wow. the u.s navy is going to be there um i'm really looking forward to honoring the people that they bring and i it's going to be it's going to be a really special night and i'm really looking forward to trying to impress steve i know that when this event came out he immediately i mean he doesn't get excited and he got excited over it because of his history with the Navy. So first time a cigar dinner has ever been held on the ship. And I can't, I can't wait. Hopefully we'll, we'll uh, raise a bunch of money for them. Will, yeah. will, will Steve Saka be wearing his naval uniform? Is the question. <laughs> <laughs> We're making up some special gear for us. Oh man. At least the hat. I would love to see. Listen, yeah, he's huh? he's very proud of his service me. in the Steve Navy. And he's, Navy uniform doesn't yep. fit him anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I hope that everyone who's watching this joins our private Facebook group, Red Meat Lovers Club. That's where you get the inside info. I put the most amount of effort into that because, you know, it's hard for me to really get the message across through Instagram, which we have um, our Facebook or our website rmlclub.com has all of our events we're taking over the only distillery in manhattan july 13th for tunnel to tower foundation and then we also have uh at the end of the month for best buddies florida uh, an event in delray beach so we do events every month in florida and abroad uh nashville is coming up in september with bowling green we're picking out our barrel at peerless bourbon nice. in oh, the cool. morning uh so we got another uh casa de monte cristo uh event in nashville september 8th so really special i'm i'm there's some good stuff coming up and one awesome, day we'll man. do an event and and it will be uh with coop <laughs> yeah evan I, I wish i could get up there unfortunately the day job is keeping me I got here it this week, but I really pre—I mean, I appreciate you thinking of me on that. So Coop's, thank you. Coop's from Brooklyn. He doesn't go to Jersey. No, but I mean, I, love, <laughs> I lived in the area. I lived in Philadelphia area for 14 years, so I would have loved to have gotten. Oh, so back close to there. Camden, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I may have gone to Camden once or twice, but uh, but I've been to Camden no, a lot. But the battleship, the, the, the yeah, the, the battleship oh, worth going to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. a different well, yeah, stadium. You, and you'll yeah, get a good view of the Philadelphia skyline actually from there. Yeah. So. Yeah, you really will. So, so well, come. Right. Uh, go ahead, come on, come on, let's go. This is it. Show. All right. So, listen, I posted the link in the chat. Yeah. Go follow Thank Red you. Meat Lover Club. Yep. If you're in the area, get your tickets. Battleship beef. It's on a goddamn battleship. <laughs> I don't know amazing. how he pulled this off, but he did. I'm like maybe. <laughs> <laughs> now, Evan, get the hell out of here. We got Thank a show you. to do. All right, Evan. Best we'll of luck, Evan. Yeah, Thank best you, of luck. Yep. All right. Woo. Yeah. Oh man, it's always good to have him. He needs a little bit of red meat to give him. He was. He was kind of. He wasn't. Yeah. He was kind of subdued this morning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was, I know. I had to get I, in there. I know. It's because yeah. he's home. It's because he's home. His wife is there. He's not allowed to get too excited. Like, he, lives, <laughs> he, he lives in a similar yeah, yeah. situation as me. I mean, the guy's I enthusiasm gotta, is off the charts. That's why. I, if, I that, if you don't credit. know him, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's not underestimating like 
you know, I'm doing a dinner on like the USS New Jersey. That like right. he's really like this has to be right. I didn't know you were going, Alex. So were you gonna fly up for the night and and leave the next morning? Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. It's gonna be Gotta fun. As please, please, please get pictures of Steve Saka on that ship. I need to see him on that ship. I'm sure there'll be plenty. There's gonna be epic. He's photos. gonna be wearing. Yeah, he won't be wearing his dress, Paul. So don't. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's bring in our meet your maker. <laughs> I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. It's time to meet your maker. All right, it is our pleasure to welcome once again to the show Sebastian from Cavalier Cigars. Sebastian, welcome. What's up, everybody? Thank and you for the invitation. Brian, Brian Matola, who's recently joined the team um, as uh, is it director of sales and part, part owner of the company. Yeah. Brian, have you been on the show before? I was trying to find, not since I've been on, I guess. No, I haven't. I well, first time KMA guy. Well, welcome first, Brian to the show. You're getting my KMA is your, virginity. Is that your first? I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm out. I'm, and I'll get, I'll, work, I'm out. I'm out. I'll, I'll give you guys a fun fact about me that nobody knows is I was in the Navy. Oh, you were? Oh, wow. Yeah. Be, before I was born, I was a first class seaman. <laughs> That's I, got, joke. I got an honorable discharge. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. What a way to kick off the interview. Well, guys, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, you'd never get used to this shit, you know? You'd like to, but never right, right, right. <laughs> So, So, Sebastian, since the last time we had you on, you know, we before the show started, and and we apologize for bringing you guys in late. You know, all these it's it's live, so all these things we didn't know Abe was going to call in and all this. That was really but, cool. It was really cool to see where he was too and everything. It, yeah, yeah. It amazing. Looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, and, and funny enough, I mean, I don't know about Alex, but you know, I I'm I don't work for Abe full time, but I I talk to him every day. I mean, many times a day, either on the phone or or through text. I haven't heard from him. Except for maybe like one or two text messages over the last two weeks, <laughs> so it was, it's kind of fun for me to like. And when and he's in a good mood, so it's not like I haven't talked to him for two weeks and he's pissed off. He's in a great mood right now. He so seems nice relaxed. I never, him. I haven't seen him that relaxed in a long time. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. I've yeah. known, I've known yeah. the guy for seven years. <laughs> but so last time we had you on, Sebastian, you know, it was your first time on the show. We talked about, you know, uh, the things that make you guys unique. We talked about the your story about, um, you know going down um, and basically kind of changing your life to learn how to, how to get into this business, how to make cigars. You, you hinted on some growth in the U S um, and, and nation or, and internationally, but I guess looking back at it now, you may have been hinting towards the idea of bringing on uh, either Brian or somebody like Brian. So can you, can you tell us like, how did all this come about? How did you guys get hooked up? Cause you kind of knew each other before, right? Through the factory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we were we were actively we had been actively looking for uh, someone to take uh, the position Brian took uh, mm -hmm. for about a year. Actually, it, uh, it had been a long time. Uh, we got to that point where we really felt the need of, of expanding the team. And and uh, it was just very difficult to find the right person until uh, 
Brian uh, became available and decided to join us, which works worked perfectly. We met, so Brian and I, I think Brian has the best way to tell that story of where we met, actually. We met a couple of years ago now. Yeah, yeah we sure, did. Brian, go ahead. We did. We, we actually met at a, uh, a, a swampy event oh, in Virginia. Rock. Oh, it was so hot that day. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it was an amazing place. The, the shop doesn't exist anymore, but it was an amazing shop, amazing event. But fuck, that temperature was bad. It was so hot. It was it was was terrible. And so I met Sebastian there for the first time. And um you know, you meet a lot of people in life, but it 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 doesn't happen too often where you meet somebody and you go, you know what, I really want this person to hang around in my life for as long as possible, you know. I mean, I said that about my first wife, and she's gone. But, you know, <laughs> what about the second one? I said that about the second one too. Now the second one was, uh, yeah, no, we, 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 you know, a mistake. But uh, <laughs> um, you know, well, I met times a charm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I meet Sebastian, and you know, he's just a really amazing individual, and it's funny because he the he has been talking about bringing somebody on and he had been talking to me about it for about a year you know like and i kept giving him advice you know sebastian you really want to bring somebody on who has an emotional attachment to your brand not just the person right you want to have somebody who's emotionally attached and i kept saying this to him over and over and over for about a year and then finally one day I said, holy shit, I'm that person. I'm emotionally attached to his brand. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're partners in the factory in Honduras. And it all just made sense, um, you know, to come together. But we had been talking about me and the third person for about a year, you know, like you, you really yeah. need to bring somebody in. You really need... Um, you know, to expand your team, you need, but you don't just need anybody, right? That's the thing about business, right? Is oftentimes we have a need and we just fill it with a warm body. I'm like, you need somebody who has an emotional attachment to you, uh, to your brand. And, you know, I was that guy. You guys had already, you guys had already known each other though, uh, because at the time, Brian, you were at Illusione. And I, be, you know, I believe that Cavalier was one of the first companies that Illusioni took on for distribution. Yeah, the first one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what happened at the time, interestingly enough, so we get, get to meet at that event. And for some reason, we stay in touch. Something happened the same. I mean, not only that he could be my father, he's bold as me and <laughs> just, a, just a, a wider beard than mine. But um, he's, 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 a lot, he's a lot shorter, though. Just, just that's the only problem there. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Italian roots, I guess. Um, <laughs> no, actually, I did shit that stumped my growth when I was younger. So, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I got a kid that's six foot three, so um, yeah, he's me. not mine. But yeah, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got two kids now. Um, but at the end of the day, um, so we 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 had that thing. Something happened, and I I really um, appreciated Brian as a person and everything, and I figured. You know, you always have some people that, for some reason in life, uh, become kind of go-to's uh, for advices and just conversation because you need to, 
you need to figure out, you know, sometimes you just need to talk with people that are not directly involved at the time to try to understand what the, the best, you know, next step is or how to handle certain situations and stuff. And more and more, uh, Brian became that person. And he always, as a friend, uh, uh, was a very good advice. And, um, and so that was the first step. And then I told him at the time we had uh, major issues with uh, distribution. I mean, importing and fulfillment. Uh, and uh, we were looking at a solution and uh, talked to him. And he said, look, uh, give me a little time. I might be able to set up something. So that's how uh, 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 that whole system where uh, Illusions Warehouse started um, also doing important fulfillment for us and then I guess uh, created a chain reaction with um, quite a bit of other uh, partners now for for Illusion. Uh, but we were the first ones, yeah, a little bit of, out of the, the blue, I think. Um, and uh, later on, same thing happened with the factory, right? I remember uh, being in that, you know, going through that thought process because of, um, yeah, we, it was time to, to uh, look at things a little differently. And um, I called Brian and asked him because for the longest I always said I would never do it. And uh, called him and wanted his advice. And that's where he just told me, yeah, I'm in. So I was like, what do you mean you're in? <laughs> I didn't ask you if you wanted to get into the, I just needed your opinion. No, I'm in. Okay, fuck. well, I guess we have a new partner. Um, <laughs> wow. I guess we're building a factory. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're building a factory. So and that's that's always been a little bit like this with Brian. It's always been like bouncing stuff. And then suddenly uh, Brian's like, hey, um, you know, we're talking and suddenly he's just decided that it was time to change for him. And uh, here we here we end up with, with uh, another partnership together, working together. It's been a very gratifying, very, um, very interesting process, I think, between, um, you know, Brian's experience uh, from the past. Um, and uh, yeah, meaning he he's definitely older than I am. But um Part of the, I mean, the interesting thing is not only has he come from a very um, illustrious brand and, and I think very interesting brand, but uh, background and, and whatever he did before, which he could probably write books about, um, it brings really, it, it allowed to bring a, a very interesting di additional dimension to what we're doing. And not only, as he said, just someone that is on the payroll that just, you know, does what, uh, you ask him to do but someone that actually brings value and uh on an everyday basis uh really is part of who the brand is now you know it's interesting i um i remember brian we had a brief all my conversations are brief at the at the great smoke but we had a brief <laughs> side conversation at the great smoke and and you could just tell it, you know it wasn't just you were like yeah man like this is this is where i'm supposed to be i feel you know i'm i'm on it i this is part of me. And, you know, it's like you said, it's not just, hey, I can pick up a good check here and, you know, this is a good move for now. You know, you, I could tell just in that brief conversation, you were really like, you know, this is this is the one this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, and it came across. It really did. Oh, no, 100 percent. You know, I mean, it. Sebastian and I, you know, have such an amazing relationship. I mean, I called him yesterday on video. Uh, call and I said, you know what? I miss you. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing to know is we work from very distant places. So I, I, I'm still based in Dallas and uh, Brian is based out of Miami right now. And when we're not in Honduras, basically we work over the phone, right? Most of the time. 
and so it's 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 uh well i just wanted to give a little background for that yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah no i mean i i but live it in is. It is. i live in the home for wayward cigar people um <laughs> we have four of us that live here, and nobody's ever here except for one um and uh I, I did. I called Sebastian yesterday on video just because I wanted to see him. I missed him. I was like, dude, I miss you. You know, we need to go back home to Honduras um, because that's really become home for us. Yeah. Um, you know, we we have an amazing special place down there that, um, you know, for one, the building that we're in, uh, the, it's, a, it's an old house that we converted into a factory. Um, has cigar history, um, but it's the environment, it's the culture that's been created down there that's amazing. And you, you I, I miss it. You know, I, I told him the other day, I said, I'm going home next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I should see, you know, it's something that we'd like to share more with people. And I guess with time, we'll figure out the right way. We actually just, uh, have a, we, we moved from hotel to a house down there to where we can uh, get people in now and everything, but we, we need to set up that system. But we really want to showcase uh, that place, our home to, uh, to, uh, to you know, the cigar world, because, um, uh, I mean, last time we were, like, Brian just comes to me and he's like, hey, so Friday we're blocking out the street uh, in front of the factory, literally blocking, blocking it out. I was like, uh, did you guys call the, the police or something just to make sure it's okay? No, 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 it's going to be all good. You know, we don't we don't need that in case we'll call someone if something happens. I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm bringing food carts in. We're going to have music. We're going to have everything. And the whole the whole street was full of tables with, you know, the factory, the factory team there. Uh, food, music, people drinking, you know, um, uh, soft drinks. Uh, it's yeah, it was still working hours. So. Uh, dancing in the factory outside was raining. Nobody was leaving. They just went in and continued inside. I mean, that's the kind of atmosphere you're going to find um, uh, when you look at the factory. That's 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 what I love about it. And that's why we, we call it home, because this kind of shit happens just randomly. Right. It's not just a work environment. It's just right. some crazy ideas. We're like, OK, let's, you know, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's let's make a, <laughs> let's make a difference today. Let's make their day different, you know, uh, and um yeah, it's 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 it just feels right. It's just amazing. Brian's a little crazy, but it feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Sebastian and I share a common belief in that the the real unsung heroes in the cigar industry are the people that roll cigars. I mean, we we don't think about those people often enough, right? I mean, the you think about the cigar industry here. They have no clue like a place like Smoke Inn exists, right? They don't understand that because they've never been here. There's no way for them to. Uh, so one of the things we want to do this year is bring the uh, U.S. cigar market to the Honduran people. And I'm going to start shooting some videos in different places uh, after the trade show. And then hopefully by the end of the year, we can put a video together for them and they can see where their cigars go and the people enjoying their cigars. Cause they just, the, the people that make cigars every day for us to enjoy, don't comprehend what, what we have here, the community that we live in. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. You know, they're kind of one track. This is what they do, you know, and I don't really get to see how far it reaches. Yeah, yeah no, and, and I'm always saying, you know, um, it's, it's for several reasons, actually. Uh, let's say someone, you know, it's uh, people might think it's just because of uh, whatever the, 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 the income level there might be in Honduras or Central America or Nicaragua or stuff like this. Um, yes and no. I mean, if they wanted to travel, the problem is they can't even travel because you get to that to, you know, uh, they need a visa, first of all. So I, I know for a fact um, that if you go to the embassy uh, and ask for a visa with uh, being from there, they literally just deny you the visa just because. They don't even give you reasons, even though they have to. I mean, th this happened to my wife at the time, right? Uh, uh, before before uh, she actually moved to Switzerland and everything, uh, she just went there because she wanted to come uh, somewhere around the show and just visit me there. And um, they had all, she had all the requirements and everything, and they just simply denied it and never and always and and refused to tell her why. And then we did the the the. Uh, when we moved to the U.S., we had to do the whole visa procedure from Switzerland, and then they looked at this and were like, "Wait, did you get denied?" And she's like, "I don't know." She never, they never accepted to tell me, and she's like, "Wait, that—that uh, that was the embassy person, U.S. embassy person in Switzerland." And she was like, "They have to. It's an obligation. They have to tell you why they deny it. Where did you do it? Honduras. Oh yeah, I see." And that was the end of the conversation. Huh. So see. Even even if they wanted to come and see what happens in the U.S., the biggest, I mean, it would nearly be impossible because most of the time that visa would simply be denied just because. And uh, so it's it's the thought process is how do we reverse engineer this and bring a little bit of it to them, even though it's, you know, at, at least in the best way we can, uh, just so they understand better why we we expect certain things from them and what they do and what they bring to this industry and to the people in the world that actually consume our products. Um, and I think, I hope, we hope that uh, this is, you know, going to bring something special, something more to uh, their reason to do what they do. 100%. Yep. You know, the process of a company maturing and, and getting a factory, you know, we see it a lot, but... What has been like the biggest challenge you've had in terms of making that move? What has been like, you know, it's great to have a factory, but I'm sure there's a lot of things that come along with that that were challenging. So, yeah, there is. Uh, and this is exactly the reason why I always said in the past that I would never, ever have a factory. Uh, <laughs> see how that worked out. Um, uh, the, 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 there, there are a lot of different reasons for that, but um, the first one is why would you try to do something or yourself that some people are specialized in doing and are very good at doing, right? Um, second reason probably would be um, if you don't get backed up by the right people. You can have a hundred factories if you want, if you don't have tobacco. Uh, it's nice buildings. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, so, you know, stuff like this. And then the people, you know, because there are two ways to have, to run a factory. Or you're down there and you run it. Or, but then, you know, you can't, uh, we've done that experience in the past. We did other things. We did retail and stuff like this, for example, in the past. And what happened is you lose focus on the brand. So we were not willing to do this, at least not full time. 
Um, and so the difficulty then becomes how do you find the people that actually know are willing to join you and understand and on top of that have the right relationships to uh, be able to make it a sustainable uh, operation. Um, and lucky enough, uh, all those things got, um, if you want, uh, wiped, I mean, wiped out of that doubt situation because we got the support from the right people. Uh, these same, the same group of people, family, um, helped us find the right, you know, the right, uh, people to cover the right management position so that they could set up their team. And we're talking, you know, um, the 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 family that is there is the 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 people that are there the 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 heads of every department and everything are people that have decades of experience now um in the tobacco industry or come directly from uh some of the most knowledgeable uh families around so we've been extremely lucky with it and then that same family that helped us put that you know team in place um, already also uh, backed us up. And I mean, the family is not hard to, it's Placencia, right? It's, let's, right? Let's be straightforward. It's the same family that helped me the day one, since day one. And once again, they, you know, they just uh, did it again. They just did it again. Uh, I don't, you know, it, it's again, there is no words for it. They just made everything uh, possible. And um, and then other people started helping behind and everything. You know, it's one thing after another. Other other people have been very um, very uh, very proactive with us, like uh, the the Oscar Valladares team and everything that have been very very good very good to us and um, allowed us to actually do all that. So yeah, doing a factory is challenging. Uh, the day to day uh, work is uh, is probably the easiest part to have under control if you have the right people. But it's it's it was also a new step for us, right? You you most of the time you end up, you know, in those small businesses run smaller teams. It's not you don't need that much structure, you don't need the same thought process. Though when you get to a factory like ours, we nearly have a hundred employees now, right? So you have nearly hundred employees, uh, you push out six, seven thousand cigars a day, handmade, you have department heads, you have uh, the whole teams under them, you have for, you need to have HR, you need to have, you know, you need to have all those things, mm -hmm. export, you know, licenses and accountants. And you, you have, an, you, suddenly you have an actual, a real, let's put it like this, a real, a real company, right? And, and coming from small, <laughs> you know, a small business owner, usually you kind of run things in a much more family style kind of thing. And even though you wanna you wanna keep that family uh, of, of of kind of thought process, you do have to implement other rules and other ways of communication and and other ways of, of running the business. Right, you need structure when you get to that size. You need yeah. the structure. Well, so, all right. Yeah. So uh, we wanna we wanna talk about what's coming up for Cavalier. We wanna talk about the new release for the PCA. We um, and then we have to get to a couple of fun things like name that jam. Uh, would you rather tell the tape? Is this the last week of tell the tape, or is there one? This is more? it number one. This I didn't list. even have to text Cooper. We didn't. Have, we didn't have to text our answer with this one. Yeah. So the finale. The finale. But, um, all today. Go ahead. Oh, I, I have a, just a quick question before we go to break for you. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you munching on behind the scenes there? Well, you saw me eating something. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> I took a little. I 
I took a little. I don't even want to show you what it was. Come on, oh, now you gotta come on. I took a little munching? snack. <laughs> You're gonna make fun of me. It's granola. Alright, okay. I got terrible. I I knew it was nuts. I think it was. I thought it was gonna be Cheerios or something like that. Yeah. No, no. I mean, there are lots of Cheerios. I in just here, looked but... down. And I saw Paul munching yeah. behind the scenes. Well, I I kept it. Yeah, I kept it off camera. I kept it off camera, but uh, yeah, I needed something. I was like starting to lose it, and all I have is coffee. Um, but anyway, we'll be back with all of that after this break. You're uh, listening to KM or watching KMA Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The H Oven, Nicaragua by AJ Fernandez. The original versus the heritage. What's the difference between the two? The H Oven, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez Heritage. The story of AJ Fernandez coming from Cuba, raised by his grandmother out there, has a lot of love for the country, but also he loves tobacco and he loves his new area where he bought his farm called Finca La Lilia, named after his grandmother, Farm of Lily. So he's got the love of tobacco, he's got the love of Cuba, and he's got the love of, of Nicaragua. Let's put them all together. So that tells the story of this triple fermented Brazilian Matafina wrapper and AJ estate grown Nicaraguan binders and fillers, creating a beautiful array of some sweetness, soft leather, little bit of spice with nice aroma notes of black pepper and earth tones. We hope you go out and enjoy this one that it really tells the story of AJ, his love of Cuba, Nicaragua, and H oven. So please go out and try one. I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. H oven, Nicaragua, AJ Fernandez, Heritage. You got me. <laughs> this is uh, kind of where I come to take my breaks uh, to get away from Honest Dave. The solitude in this room is amazing. A great cigar, a great glass of wine from our friends at Bonner Private Wines. You know, right now, Bonner Private Wines has a three-pack sampler of Malbecs that you should really check out. You know, some of the, some of the vineyards are so high that the grapes are under so much stress but the fruit is filled with so much flavor. There's no additives to it. It goes great with a nice cigar. Argentinian Malbec, the original strand of Malbec. And listen, we can give you a deal. We got- Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. I, I just got your text, I apologize. I hope I didn't leave you waiting. I mean- but You've been in here a while, if you can. I, no, thank you. Thanks. You're welcome. Don't worry, it's just the- it's medical. It's medical. See, you can try this sampler. It's great. Please take my word for it. Go to kmawines.com. You'll get a discount on shipping. You'll get a discount on the package. And then you'll even get a discount if you like it on the Wine of the Month Club. And there's other packages that you can buy. But our friends at Bonner Private Wines, they make a great glass of wine. It really is awesome. And KMA listeners get the discount. So why not try it out? What are you doing? You've been waiting for a new commercial. I've been hiding out in here. Someone put a camera in here. Let's go. KMAWines.com. I'll be back in a few minutes, Abe. But guys, guys, seriously, can we get a courtesy flush or something in here? Jesus, people. You're ridiculous. Animals. <laughs> 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 
We need to do another one of those. I guess we should. I should probably do another commercial, huh? I don't have Abe uh, barking at me every week. Next time you're at the shop, we'll we'll throw. We may have a new. We may have it. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be out of the state for uh, the summer, but yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you haven't done one in six months. What's another couple months, Paul? (laughs) All right, we're back. We'll bring our guests back on. We have uh, Sebastian and Brian from Cavalier Cigars. So, guys, before we get back into um, chatting. Uh, about Cavalier and, and where we want to go. We want to talk about the, the new line. We want to talk about PCA. and um, But we, we also have a really fun game that we play here with our friends from Avo. It's called uh, Name That Jam. So we are going to go ahead and do the intro for that. So the way that this game works, guys, is we're going to play a small clip, a very short clip of a song. And you guys have the advantage of having two of you to help each other. Uh, of course, we can always uh, go to the audience. But you're going to have to name the name of the song and the artist. Oh, I have no idea what this, this is. is. Gonna, this is so, going to be so bad. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what Alex Alex picked? I mean, maybe he picked something on topic. I mean, you have two different guys here, too, so... Did he pick one that he thought Sebastian would know, or did he pick one that he thought Brian would know? So uh, let's play that clip. All right. That right off the one. bat, do you have an idea? Oh, yeah. I could play it again if you need it. I think Brian's got it. No idea, but looks like Brian's got it, yeah. I actually know there was a movie that it was in. Okay. It was in Blow with Johnny Depp. I think I'm you're starting, right, yeah. Alex, I, I have no idea. Know that. So, <laughs> answer, this Brian? Stop me. This stopped me, this one. Black Betty. Let's see. Black Betty. Wow, yeah, exactly right. We got a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, they didn't have that song in Geneva, Switzerland when Sebastian was growing up. <laughs> well, that's why I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if Alex was going to pick some kind of like Swiss pop, like some Swiss pop music or something. Like, yeah, like, like, what? like ABBA or something? <laughs> Actually, that kind of song like names my childhood. <laughs> but okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh yeah, we got a lot of a lot of people had it. Black Betty got it, and then that was uh, name that jam presented by our friends over at Avo Cigars. So guys, let's talk a little bit more about uh, the cigars themselves. Uh, whichever one of you wants to take it, what what do we have coming out? I I, I know there's some kind of teaser news. Can we talk about a new line coming out for PCA? What's what's the deal? We can. We can <laughs> to a to a certain extent we can. Okay. Um, I I heard I heard the first part of the conversation too. <laughs> there we go. Here we go. 
So let's go on that topic. Now, um, we can, uh, there is certain information that we will send to the press a little before the trade show. So there are certain things that we cannot uh, touch on to, uh, to See, in a, in when a very you're on detailed the way. When you own company and you guys say we can't talk about it yet, <laughs> you gave away a lot. Well, it's, you know, it's, it's, um, it's mainly a question for us of timing, right? Everything is on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, we just want to make sure that the, the, the global information comes out at the right time to everybody. We do send the information to everybody at the same time. Yes, you, you guys so. are good about that. I will say that. We try to. We try to. Um, but, you know, it, it's. Uh, I guess every company has a different uh, approach. Uh, we, we just try to get the information out. And then whoever wants to pick it up, picks it up, right? Um, in general, so, yeah, we're getting to the trade show. So that's always the big question. Uh, the first thing that is uh, obviously uh, pretty classic for us is uh, we're going to show off uh, just before shipping show off the limited edition for the year for the first time uh which uh the cigar should ship just after the trade show um for the reminder so the limited edition is uh, usually we we work on it a little bit like as if it was a lab right um it's where we we play with things we're not used to to work with uh, we find some special things that are hard to access or, you know, we just it's an experimental, uh, it's an experimental process, if you want. And it allows us to do those very small batch um, uh, productions. So that's a once a year thing. Every year it's different. Um, the blend, as usual, will not be disclosed. But I can tell you it's 10 count boxes, 1940, uh, 1948 boxes worldwide. So it's very uh, small, about half, slightly over half of it goes to the U.S. The rest is split um, through, uh, throughout the world. And um, it's going to come in a Toro size this year. Uh, and the rest is to be discovered. But the, the price point is going to stay approximately the same. Uh, before taxes somewhere around $12 MSRP, which uh, is uh, pretty uh, usual for us on the limited edition. And uh, for all the visuals and everything, if you have seen the past editions, you know that every year they're very similar visually in terms of bands, boxes, and all those kind of things. So once again, that's in the same vein. It's the same concept and, and, and under the same project for us. Uh, but the slight changes will be seen at the trade show. So um, that's going to be the first uh, place to see it, and uh, it will ship immediately after that. So for everybody out there uh, usually chasing those LEs that we do once a year, uh, just be ready. It's going to be somewhere in July. Do you guys know the the significance of 1,948 boxes? Something to be that specific of a number. Yeah. Anybody take a guess? Coop? No. You're playing the guessing, the guessing thing. Does it, does it have something to do with Geneva? No, it's actually the melting point of gold in Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I thought it was the year Brian was born. That could have been too. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking he, he Geneva was Convention, the, the but that's 49. That's why I was like, yeah. <laughs> Not, I wasn't um, quite yeah. born in 40, 48, but damn near but, close. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a little uh, wink to this, uh, to the gold That's diamond cool. that uh, okay. everybody's used to for, for on, on our side. And I think uh, 
you know, it's it's always funny because there is always that uh, two ways to look at it, um, where it became it really has become what people uh, what Cavalier is known for, uh, but it also uh, for the first timers sometimes is a little bit of a question mark. So we figured we we're going to play the game full uh, fully, and uh, I, I think that melting point of gold was a pretty uh, pretty fun little idea that Brian had. Yeah, that it. is cool. Um, that's well, that's for what people know uh, and expect. Um, further, uh, we will also be introducing. So we, we, we're getting to, to to explain a little bit what has happened so far, uh, because we have a plan for the long term and a lot of uh, things that have to be done. And again, in a timely manner uh, for the longest uh, we always have been dealing with our symbol, the gold diamond, and everything that has been seen from us so far is line additions under the what Cavalier is known for, right? The, the brand and the company. Um, and we've been expanding there, the white, the black too, uh, the Viso Jalapa right there. Uh, the USA exclusive, the limited edition, the small batch, uh, and there will be more in the future. But um, we have uh, embraced a new challenge, let's, let's put it that way, and uh, decided to uh, start rolling out uh, the first new brand under Cavalier. So this is going to be a very different experience. Uh, this is going to be very different visually. Uh, something that some people are going to bitch about. Some others are might be happy about. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, but it's something we've uh, I've been wanting to do uh, just to show more versatility in what we do and have a bigger playground with tobaccos and also bigger playground um visually and for the messaging so we're we're coming out with something i think the name is going to be very easy very easy to uh remember and um uh very much in line to you know the whole thought process we have right now with the factory and and that that family feel that that group around us the the, the people that supported us from day day one and further up to now you know guys like you uh, guys like you came in smoke in guys that have been doing this also internationally and the consumers that have been following us and uh and growing with us uh and i think it it really reflects uh what that brand is going to be uh, it is going to be by cavalier uh but it is definitely going to be a new brand um it also is very interesting because it was uh, an interesting playground for 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 us uh, in terms of tobacco. Uh, I can already give you a little hint of what the blend will have in. Uh, we are actually working with uh, some U.S. tobacco, Pennsylvania. We're working with some broad broadleaf grown in Central America. Uh, we're working with the Jalapa that I hold so dearly and that we process ourselves. Um, and so it's going to be something, we're working with Piloto, which we never did in the past. Uh, it is going to be something very unique, very different. Uh, as I, used, I, I, I always like to say, you know, it has to fit a certain space within the portfolio and has to make sense. 
And I think the branding makes sense uh, to what we are becoming and what uh, has changed for us these last years, especially last year and a half uh, with the factory and, and Brian joining and, and you know things uh, uh, getting to a different point. I think we're, we're distributed now. We have partners in over 30 countries, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the whole like family circle of people, group of people uh, that this brand is going to represent um, makes a lot of sense for us right now uh and yeah uh profile is going to be different tobacco is going to be different it's going to be a new experience uh we still have that touch of tobacco that we like we pro we process that we 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 look at so dearly and then other things that we got access to now that uh allow us to really not only just make a new cigar with a new presentation because but really make a new cigar you know really make something that that is not cavalier the way you know it now Right, that's what I was going to say. So it, it's not going to come out under the Cavalier name at, at all. It's going to be a whole new brand. It, it will be marked because Cavalier is not only the brand, but uh, the, the, the so far, but the, but the company, right? Company is mm -hmm. named Cavalier too. Uh, so it will be by Cavalier because uh, I will never try to put my last name on a cigar because I, <laughs> I you know, I, I, might, I might hate some people, but not that much. Uh, I. I think that the funniest thing to do is trying to have people pronounce my, my last name. So uh, I think Cavalier works really well for that. So we'll still use it to mark mm -hmm. the cigars as ours, but it will not. Let's drop it here. It will not um, have any kind of predation or gold on the cigar. Huh. Okay. You know, I have a question. I have a, it just occurred to me. So you guys did a um, cigar for our Cigar of the Month Club, or not for the Cigar of the Month, for the Connoisseur Club, uh, small batch that you guys made for us, which received great reviews. But I'm curious, now that you mentioned that, was that the first Cavalier cigar that did not include a, a, a gold leaf on it? Uh, out of uh, actual samples, yes. Wow. You know, it's yeah. funny because we actually at one point we're like, shit, we might want to remind them the gold leaf is kind of a giveaway, so we can't have it on the Yeah, no, it was it was and um I don't know if you've seen, so we, we the first um step towards that um that new brand uh, has been done with uh, uh event exclusive cigar. That we announced that is uh as of now also available for events cavalier events uh in the us and this cigar does not have gold on it and has partial uh partial links to what is going to be uh done it's a little bit of a bridge if you want in the approach of and the process of uh rolling something differently out and draw like it, it's really a question of also um giving a different uh, perspective of who the brand is who the fa who the who, you know who the team is who we are all um we will definitely not lose uh, focus on that this is what we've been doing this is who we are but uh there are also other aspects to who we are very cool oh that's so exciting quick quick question i know we asked this before but where are you specifically because that spot is like your interview sanctuary. That's your spot, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's um 
it's in Dallas. It's actually, uh, I'm actually sitting in the private uh, park area of the building I live in. Um, I just, uh, you, you, I just happen to be on this side of the building quite a bit because I don't smoke uh, inside. Uh, I, the, the, it's part of the policy of the building, sadly. Um, and we do have a terrace upstairs, but it's, I don't, I, I'm, for people that know Dallas, it's hot, it's sunny, it's, there is no shadows, no shade, nothing. So uh, this side is actually really nice because they're, it's very green, there are nice trees in front of me and everything, and it kind of provides a little bit of, of shadow. That's why I usually sit down here and have yeah. my cigars on this side of the building. That's your spot, man. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice backdrop, right? Nobody, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a green backdrop. Nobody knows. <laughs> so, you know, the, um, so the new brand, is the idea maybe to go after a different demographic, um, a different profile, both? What, what are you trying to accomplish with the new brand? Um, Profile is is always been you know something in any release we do right. We I always I always look at the tobaccos and, and want to bring something different to what we already do. I don't think we have really redundancy in the portfolio um, even right now under one brand. Um, it is um, for several reasons. I think uh, one because it it marks a certain um, uh, how do you call that? It's a certain stage uh, in. The, the, the age of the company um, in terms of revolution and everything. It's a certain stage um, in terms of, of team uh, that it just marks too. And it also gives us challenges, right? Uh, there is one thing that really I think is key for me uh, is the worst thing that could happen is get bored and stuck in that one same thing over and over again. And the best way I think to challenge that is to force yourself out of your comfort zone, right? We know the gold works. We know people know it, know us for that. You know, if we continue doing this over and over and over and only that, then where's the fun of it? You know, yeah. like, what are yeah. we exactly doing? What are I we agree. Exactly doing? Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's still what it, I mean, it's still the, the heart of what we do, but, but it's, it's, it's so interesting to challenge yourself to not only with tobaccos, but visuals, you know, rethink sure. concepts uh, and try to bring something with value and with a reason to people and not just the product. Right. So that's really what it is. It's it's that challenge and, and that finding that reason to continue going forwards and continuously, uh, you know, not accept where you're at and what you've done, but surprise people and, and show it's you know cigars are like art i think at the end and um i really think so uh and you don't want to see the same shit over and over again you want well, you get to be creative right yeah. the, 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 the creativity of creating a new brand of of bringing in new blends and i i get it it keeps it fun and exciting yeah for sure on both sides right you, you need to do it you know for your partners for the consumers and and for yourselves too because don't want to you know you know I, the worst thing ever is get stuck in the same routine the same thing for me at least that's really something i yeah what's the old what's the old saying if you're not growing you're dying right yeah. i mean that's absolutely really, so we're really really excited to show that off um i really look forward to share that with everybody uh i am i mean i think uh brian did a great job 
uh, and the, the steering process and the, 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 the thought through um, the concepts and everything with us. Aileen did an amazing job visually. She worked months and months on visuals and with me being a dick and challenging her, you know, because I was like, no, that's not where we're going. We need to go further. Right. And she pushed herself, <laughs> pushed herself, pushed herself to get to design that everything is actually designed. You know, it's it's no simple patterns. It's no simple, you know, you know, it's 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 really, really a, a long process, a lot of work, a lot of right. thought. So it's something that we'll be more than proud to share with everybody in, in a couple of weeks. So at the PCA, we'll see this new line. Cooper, you're going to be there with your team, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So we will so definitely I'll, be. I will look at cigar-coop.com for the information about the new brand. Yep. Very cool, guys. No, That's exciting. It is. That's but, I think it's great for you guys, yeah. By the way, guys, I have a song stuck in my head right now. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Gee, oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, I think we should probably uh, check out, since we're talking about the PCA, I'm sure, Coop, you have a crap ton of news about the PCA. So why don't we uh, go ahead and do the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. Hi, Coop. It seemed like the right time to kind of go into this because I'm sure a lot of the news is uh, PCA related. So what do you got? Yeah, in fact, it's, it's all PCA related this week. Um, <laughs> How and did I know? Actually, no, it isn't all. But uh, this, the companies not going to PCA are doing product uh, releases as well. So you'll, you'll just not some... calling them PCA product releases. Right. They're not they're not PCA products. But um, so I got two. I got two non-PCAs and two PCAs. Right. Let's start off with a non-PCA. And this was, I think, the big story this week. Uh, Dion Giolito of Illusioni Cigars is teaming up with General Cigars for a, uh, a cigar called Illusioni of Excalibur. It was no secret that Dion was working with General. He, I've heard him say it in interviews. But the big question was, what which brand was he working on? And it turned out it was going to be the Excalibur brand, which is, um, it's a Honduran brand um, on the general, but this is a cigar. It's going to be made in Nicaragua and it's going to be made in Topsa. The interesting thing about this is, um, and I didn't notice about Dion is he said one, uh, one reason why he was intrigued by the project um, was because the Excalibur number one Maduro was a cigar he smoked in college and really enjoyed. So, huh. yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting is, you know, Dion is no stranger to collaborations because we go back 10 years ago, he was involved with the infamous uh, Nosotros uh, collaboration with Drew Estate. So okay. uh, that was kind of a, a short thing. It didn't work out, but the cigars kind of built a little bit of a cult following with those. Uh, and and blend-wise, this is a pretty cool blend because it's, it's going to feature uh, Nicaraguan Corojo for the wrapper and binder. But the binder is going to use that that 2012 Nicaraguan uh, Corojo that that Aganoris has been growing. Uh, it's going to be in one size, a seven and a quarter by 54. So it's a big long cigar known uh, as the number one. Not going to be a cheap cigar, 19.99, with 4,960 boxes being released. I don't know the significance of that. Why it's 49.60? So yeah, it's got to be something. Yep. Yep. Huh. Um, All right. 
and then uh, another non-PCA release ended up being asked around PCA. Is, and this one was one that really caught my attention. You know, you see a lot of cigars sometimes, and they like, you know, it's, and, you know, and they, they captured various attentions for a lot of reasons. But this one caught my attention because this is a brand I smoked for a long time myself. Uh, La Gloria Cubana, which is under uh, Forge Cigar Company, which is like that sister company with General. Nice. Uh, La Gloria Cubana has announced the Serie S. So, um, you know, in Ligori Cabana, it's known for the Siri R line. That's kind of the big ring gauge line they've had. I've always enjoyed the Siri R. Uh, they, they've done like Siri R's and Siri R Nicaraguas, and they even did a Siri N. But the Siri S, the S stands for San Andreas, um, and it's going to be a San Andreas wrapped Ligoria Cubana. First time they've done that. Um, it's going to be in three sizes a Robusto Gordo, 5.5 by 56. A Gigante 6x60 and a Presidente 7x56. Uh, and they're going to be made out of the Dominican Republic. So uh, this one, like I said, uh, I'm excited because I've always enjoyed Gloria Cabana as a brand for, for many, many years. So uh, looking forward to that one coming out. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Uh, and then we have news from, uh, you know, I guess two of the bigger names in, you know, as far as, uh, you know, smaller companies go um but they have a common these guys are always joined at the hip so we'll start off first with okay. uh foundation cigar company and nick malillo uh they have announced a uh some perfect more perfectos and, and if you notice foundation has been doing a lot of perfectos uh the last few years but they're bringing the perfectos to the el wawense and the wise man maduro lines the perfectos are called macho raton uh, they're four and a three quarter by sixties uh, cigars, um, and uh, the Macho Raton is a character from the El Wawense story, uh, folklore story out of out of um, it's a satirical drama that's famous in Nicaragua. And um, like I said, you'll see both of these uh, perfectos at the trade show. The interesting thing is the uh, the El Wawense uh, Macho Raton is based. Similar, it looks like off the five-year anniversary cigar that came out a couple of years ago. So if you like that cigar, it looks like the blend is analogous to that. I can't say if the cigar is the same or not. And um, like I said, you'll see these at the PCA trade show. Pricing will be set at $14 per cigar for each of them. That'll be interesting. I wonder, I remember the uh, those were Wednesday five-year anniversary boxes were, were beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those were amazing. They were, and it was Open kind up. of, yeah. Had to fold up with the little two boxes right, on the side. Right. Yeah, it looked great. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, it, You know, what's interesting about the five-year anniversario is that they will use they use a Mexican binder on those. Now, that's not so unique in itself, but Topsa is also making these cigars. They're not known a lot to use a Mexican binder on on a cigar they tend to be you know they, they tend to go nicaraguan uh with their own tobacco there but in this case nick is using a san andreas binder which is a little different for for most tops releases that at least i have seen on that that should be interesting what's funny is the, the last time that nick was on we weren't on the show but the time before that that nick had been on he uh he was saying how he was so into perfectos during the during the, uh, the the pandemic, remember that Coop? Yeah, he, he, he's like, yeah, I've just been smoking them like crazy. I don't know why. And now I mean, he's releasing them. 
most of his last few releases have all been perfectos. It started with the five-year anniversario, and then he did David and Goliath for the Tabernacle, and then he did another set of David and Goliath for the Tabernacle T142. And the David and Goliath, one was a smaller perfecto, and one was a, a bigger, more plump perfecto. So uh, in this case, there's not a David and Goliath that's being done for the El, the, the Macho Ratones. It's one size, but uh, you may look at that perfecto, and it looks very similar to another cigar that uh, Nick was associated with years ago. So That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So. I mean, so it's probably a size that he is, you know, pretty much enjoyed for a long time to go back right. familiar with yeah it's a size he's familiar with yeah um so so look forward to those and those should be shipping after the trade show so you probably won't have to wait too long for those that's uh, good to hear from nick yep I, and there's more i know there's more stuff coming with nick he's got yeah he's got new releases for the pc well he talked right? he talked about some, in a while yeah i mean he you know he kind of said what he could say on on, yeah. on kma a few weeks ago uh when he was on, but yeah, you'll see. I think which we'll last see. time Saka was on um, on Dojo, he was he was like, "Well, man, I haven't heard a damn thing from Nick doing something new in like two years." So thank God he's putting something he, else he, out. He said that on my show a couple weeks ago. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, okay, and it was yeah. the same thing. So yeah, he said that Nick was very quiet and was surprised about it, and hadn't talked to him about it yet. Yeah, it's it's great. Uh, we we yep. love Nick on this show. He's, yep. he's such a good guy, man. Good guy. I mean, you know, Wiseman Maduro was one of those cigars. Um, if you're if you're on the online media side of things, when that came out in 2017, it was probably one of the most successful cigars in terms of end year list in online media history. It it was on everyone's list that year. It just seemed like um, it snowballed yeah. a ton of lists. Yeah. So I I always have an El Buense in my in my humidor. It's a it's definitely a go to cigar for me. Yeah, it's just a good one cigar. that I know I can always pick up. It's a good cigar, and I will Wednesday comes out of Topsa, and you know I think that's you know, been a very good factory for a lot of people, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. And what else you got, Coop? Uh well, we, it's I guess this is all soccer all the time, right? Uh, <laughs> so uh, so Saka's Saka. Um, last week I talked about some of the stuff that Saka's releasing. One of the cigars has just started to ship. It's the Moestra de Saka Bewitched. So I don't know if. Um, like the TV show is gonna contact what? him about. I was about... gonna ask about that, yeah, and it's also like kind of a name to me that's kind of like out there. Like, it doesn't fit the rest of his other names, right? Yeah, no, it, it doesn't. Um, you know, the this actually is one of these cases where it started out as a shop exclusive for a store, uh, the Owl Shop up in Massachusetts. Uh huh. And it was a big hit, and the uh, the owner even told Saka, "Hey, I think you should release this nationally." So uh, he's done it. It's coming under the Moestra de Saka line, which is, um, that's kind of, what I tell people, ask me what Moestra de Saka is, you know, Saka will say it's like his machinations of blending, but it's kind of that one size, one blend concept that he introduced with Unico series with Liga Provada. It's a very similar concept. Um, And this is the sixth Moestra de Saka to be released. It's a six and five eighths by 50 Prensado cigar. So it's going to come in the individual coffins. Uh, San and- uh, excuse me, Ecuador and Habano wrapper, San Andreas binder, and Nicaraguan and U.S. fillers. So you can start looking for that those things now um, at your store. If not, they should have them. I believe uh, Smoke In has already started the pre-sale. Probably. I saw it. Yes, I can sir. tell you this. I can tell you this. I mean, say what you want about Steve Saka. 
that guy's got the juice, man. We got a large, we got a large allotment. I put it up for free pre-sale yesterday. It is gone. No way. It's gone. We have none left to pre-order. You know, uh, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you about that because that, yeah, wow. I was gonna see how to pre-sale it. That's you gotta give it to him. You gotta. And we got a large him. allotment, man. Uh, I can imagine. That's awesome. Gone. So I guess there's no like there's no hidden stash, right? This is it. You you you, you basically like no, are you guys because Abe's not tonight? there to hide a piece. Well, no. Here's stop. my question: Is if you if I walk into a smoke in, there's no chance you can get it because it was all sold online, or is some going to be allocated for the stores? Um, I'm not sure what was ordered for this. I'm sure there'll be some ordered for the stores, mm-hmm. um, because you know, with stuff like this. The online and the stores would be separate, Coop. Yeah. So, so Alex probably doesn't know what. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. He, okay. He, here's here's what I can tell. You. I'm looking at the site now. There are three packs available still, um, but there's not boxes available, and there's there That's are only crazy. seven count boxes. So that tells me if there's not a box available, there's probably two three packs left mm-hmm. to get. Wow. Because boxes are out of stock and there's only three packs left, which means there's less. We have less than a box worth in inventory. I mean, it. it Yeah. And, and, you know, this is one of these cigars, uh, guys, that, you know, Asako going, well, I don't know if anyone's going to really like this. He's like (laughs) the opposite with this one. He's like, people, this is a great cigar. Like, I outdid myself. You know, he, this is the, he's taking the opposite approach with this one. Yeah. If you notice, you know, it's not that other way. Yeah. Now this is a release that came out instead. Wasn't there something else that was supposed to come out instead of Bewitched? Yes. So yeah. the plan was there was a cigar, and I actually asked him about this cigar, and it's still slated to come out. It was called Krakatoa. Right. Right. And this is that was one of those cigars where Steve not only said, "I know people are gonna like it," he didn't like it. So he's been working on the blend, and according to what he said on our show last Thursday. That blend should be ready to go next year. If, if okay. If, so, and that is what we have this week in the world of news. So keep uh, keep up with continuing uh, PCA coverage and all things cigar news related at cigar-coop.com. Wow, man! All right, so busy busy time. When do you Coop, how, are you doing the same thing coming up where you're gonna have like the big crew of, of guys? You're gonna have three a three man crew or what? At the trade show? Yeah, four man crew. Oh, four man crew. We expanded to four last year. Yeah, so it's myself, uh, Barry Duplissy, um, Ben Lee, and Aaron Nielsen. Now, Aaron Loomis, who does the show with me on Thursdays, he's got his own crew, so he's got a whole separate crew that that. Right. Um, that he does. So we are, um, last year was the first year we did video, like serious video. I remember and it. We, yeah. and, we, and we learned a lot from it, right? There was, there's good and bad. It, first, I don't know, I don't know how these people do all these videos and don't do written work. Right. I think you need to do both. But um, we, actually the biggest thing we learned out of this, and Paul, you can appreciate it, is audio, right? Yeah. The, if audio is all, I, you, people go forgive you for video, they're a lot unforgiving when it comes to audio. So we've made some investments this year on new, all new audio equipment. Um, I had nothing to do with it. Those guys figured that part out. And um, 
I was told it's good audio equipment, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's improved based on these guys. So. And everybody's you and you and Bear will be doing the interviews. You're splitting uh, them up. A actually, uh, so Bear's gonna do the lion's share of the interviews. Ben's gonna man the camera. Uh, Aaron Nielsen's doing our photography, and I'm doing the written piece. So we each kind of have a role and responsibility. So, you know, the written piece is still the bread and butter of Cigar Coop. It's still the, the big revenue generator. And it's a part that's getting lost with, with PCA and TP coverage, where everyone's just doing the, these videos, which, which are great. But there's still a – I was talking to Steve about this last week. There's still a big demand for written pieces, and our numbers this year are showing that. So Right. Um, it's becoming a lost art of covering a trade show these days. I saw, so I that. Very I saw yeah. you and Steve talking about that. Steve's yeah. like, you and I are some of the few guys that'll put out these long-winded Facebook posts, and it seems like people read them. It's <laughs> weird because this year the numbers are – yeah, no, it's true, but this year the numbers are up, like, and I haven't been able to kind of detect a pattern other than I think we built a lot. I think we built a lot of momentum up from last year is all I can think of. But our numbers um, have been up significantly this year. Just a quick update. I guess somebody on KMA was listening. Those Bewitch three packs are gone. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, good job. I mean, good job with you guys um, with that, getting that, that out there. Yeah, Abe will be happy. <laughs> I guess wow. that means I'm not going to be able to dry one. You know, I have a shop. There's a shop up on, when I'm up on Long Island where I stay, there's a shop in Babylon Maybe we'll do. Maybe I'll do a show from there because the the guy's a a friend of a friend that owns it, but he has all boutique stuff in there. Actually, I think I think they may have Cavalier now because I saw my buddy took a picture there, and I'm pretty sure I saw them in Babylon Village. You guys might know better than I would, but there's a there's a place in Babylon Village on Long Island. But I think I saw the gold diamonds in the case from my buddy's shot the other day because he said he was there. They're waiting for me. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, maybe they'll have some of them there. I'll have to see. Or okay, I could go out to Danny's place, I guess. Danny and I, I go say hi to Danny and Ariel while I'm there. Um, all right. Well, so boys, are you ready to do the the final, final, final of season four? Yeah. Oh, Let's man. go. I'm almost like sad to introduce it, but all right. Here's tail of the tape, season four, the finale. Here we go. Season finale. Tale of the tape. Top mascots of all time. No surprise here. The greatest mascot of all time is the Philly fanatic. Number one, Philadelphia. You know he had an upper hand with me. But a couple of quick points. Definitely the most recognizable mascot of all time. Holds the record, and I like these offbeat um, statistics, hold this, holds the record for being the most sued mascot in all of sports. And the thing about the Philly fanatic that I think really separates him from other mascots was, is his ability to like really and genuinely get under the skin and torment the opposing team. I mean, this guy has had feuds. His feuds with Tommy Lasorda are legendary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, you just don't get a big, bigger legend than a Philly fanatic. Take it away, Coop. Yeah. So, you know, look, uh, it's no secret. The, the Philly fanatic came after the San Diego chicken. 
but I, but he took it to the next level. There's no question about it. And here was what was really interesting, Alec. Uh, do you remember? Um, do you remember Philadelphia Phil and Philadelphia Phyllis in the '70s? Yeah, they were they were like the uh, the brother sister. They were actually on the Phillies logo, right? right? I mean, how many teams? There were very few teams that had mascots on their logo. A couple of them did, but they were part of Philly's logo. And basically. Someone in the Phillies figured out, like, they saw what's happening with the chicken. They said, we need to kind of get on this. Uh, they contacted, uh, I guess, the designer uh, who did the uh, Jim Henson's Muppets. And right. they come up with this They come up with this character, the fanatic. And he just becomes, um, you know, larger than life. And I think, like you said, I think some of these feuds that he had uh, over the years were, were really what put him over the top. And he was the, like, we talked about the chicken really wasn't the Padres mascot. Right. He was the Philly, he was the Phillies mascot, um, which, you know, I think was, um, an important part, an important part of this. And, um, you know, it even like sparked, I think after the fanatic came, you could say it was the chicken, but Remember then the then the pirates had to do a green parrot. They decided they were gonna do right, right. And you started seeing all these things. Um, and here's the other thing: no signs of the fanatic uh, slowing down. He, he's still an integral part of that team. Absolutely, absolutely. And and like I said, just still tormenting other teams, man. Totally, totally, just uh, <laughs> totally. So, uh, um, I yeah, there's no, there was no question. Uh, there was no question. I didn't even have to text Coop. Yeah, week. it was funny. I, was I, said, I knew why you didn't text me. I just said, <laughs> right, yeah, he knows what it is. Well, look at that. Uh, the fanatic is is hilarious, man. I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the minor league teams in the in the league that I worked for uh, had a licensing deal with the with the people. I guess it's the the Philadelphia that owns it owns the the rights to the fanatic, but they had to get licensing approval. He, he was like uh, called their their mascot was like supposed to be like the cousin of the fanatic. So it was very, very similar design. He was orange, but um, they used to say that he was that they they had to sign a licensing deal where yearly they'd have to give money to them. But what, what a cool dude. He's always getting into into trouble, too. Is it the same guy all these years, Alex? Do you know? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. Wonder. It can't be because it's been a long time. No, there has been there's a there's a couple of them, I believe. Okay. I believe there was a couple of but them. But they, I'm sure they the audition process is a is a huge it was, thing. One was the, there was a controversy. I remember one was left handed and one was right handed with the fanatic. <laughs> yes, like, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. Yes. So that was a big controversy. I remember when that happened. Wow. I wonder what what is it? What does a major league a major league mascot make like that? Like. I don't know, but I'm sure if you're one of the more iconic ones. Yeah, like he is the like, iconic one, right? Yeah, like he plays an important role at games, you know, maybe more so than some other mascots. Let's see. It says, well, so, but this doesn't count because, like, the team gets this. It says that he makes $600 per hour for appearances. Yeah. But to give you, put this into perspective, Quacker Jack, the, the mascot for the Long Island Ducks, where I worked for years, I think we used to charge 350 an hour for him to go places. But but you know the team takes a portion of that. The you know the the performer only gets a small portion of that. The handler gets a portion of that. But I, I wonder what man that's something I want to look up now. We got to find out the names of the guys and see what they. they I hope they make great money, man. That's got, I hope it's his full time job, right? I don't. You yeah. know that you know. It's, I guess you know at least baseball's not you know the off season. I'm not sure, but I think in the fanatics case, I'm sure they can book appearances with yeah. the fanatic and fill it up. 
you know, man, Alex, that guy doesn't make at least a hundred grand a year. Yeah. I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> Al- Come Alex, on, you man. remember you remember UP, the ma- the Expos mascot. The, uh, Expos, yeah, he was on my list. The Expos, and yeah, Manny yeah, that's right. He was on your list. Yeah, okay, he yeah, he was because there were some epic battles uh, when the Expos and Phillies yeah. had the rivalry, and and they were they were they were the rival of the Phillies at least when I was growing up. They had some epic battles as well. The two mascots. Yeah. I mean, because the I, Phillies and the Expos were rivals in the, like the early '80s. Okay, yeah. There was a big rivalry with those teams. Now, before before Sebastian's time. Before yeah. Sebastian's time. True, <laughs> probably true, because you're going back 40 years. Yeah. True. Oh well, before I, before mine and Alex's time then too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Coop, I just, you and I are the only ones that know what you're dude. talking about. I know exactly. Switched. <laughs> What's that, Sebastian? The whole situation just switched, flipped on you. When, when you find that people have not seen a moon landing, like then you know you're getting old. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, well, I just turned 39. What two, a week or so ago, Coop. So, but I'm the probably the the next closest to your age. After uh, you and Brian are probably around the same age, and then then me, I'm older than Alex, right? No, you just oh, I'm not older than you, Alex. You just aged worse. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody once asked me how old I was, and I was, uh, you know, at the time I was probably 31, 32. I was like, ah, oh, thirty-one. She goes, wow, you've had a rough life. I, 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 remember, I remember when there was a. I remember when there was like Disney in its infancy, Paul. So Disney World, uh, I should say. In well, how old are you, Paul? I just turned thirty-nine. Right, I'm turning forty in a couple of weeks. We're close. Okay, yeah. So we're the same age for all intents and purposes. Forty's yeah. fine. Fifty's <laughs> tough. Is it? I don't know. I'm freaking out about turning 39. I'm not going to no, lie. No, no. 50 was very – 40 wasn't hard. 50 was much tougher. Yeah, it's all downhill after 50, guys. It really is. It, you're going <laughs> to – it is. Yeah, you start lying to yourself like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I still feel like I'm 25. No, you don't. It takes <laughs> you fucking an hour to get out of bed after 50. Try you don't lay up with your son and realize that real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, great! So n- nothing really to look forward to for us, Alex. Awesome. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Everybody happy now. It's all downhill. Ryan, is... I was watching an interview with you not too long ago. How many cigars do you smoke a day? On oh shit, I don't know. So th- everybody that knows me knows that I've been sober for thirty years, right? Um, and oh, I use I use. I use cigars as a crutch, right? So back in the day, uh, every cigar was a shot or two of Jack Daniels. So, um, you know, I I mean, on a slow day, it could be about six. On a busy day, it could be 10, 12. I don't know. I I literally smoke from the minute I wake up to the minute I go to bed um, just because it – Look, I owe a lot to this industry, right? I really do when you think about it because you take cigars out of my life. I don't think I make day one of sobriety. I really don't. Wow. Wow, that says something, man. I I really don't. So it's really cool for me to be able to give back to this industry and work in it, and it's so humbling for me to be here at this point and, and look back at my life and go, Wow, cigars were a big part of keeping me on the path that I'm on, you know, because look, I was a I was a train wreck 30 years ago. 
you know, and cigars. I'm still a train wreck, but um, <laughs> in a different way. <laughs> uh, I am going to break my sobriety, though, when I turn 80. I will have 56 years of sobriety. And at that point, fuck it, I earned a drink by then. So uh, <laughs> I I'm just hoping. Wait for this party, though. I'm just hoping when I turn 80, they have some really cool new drugs. I just really, <laughs> you know, if there's anybody that works in a drug lab out there, please make some cool shit when I turn 80, because I'm going to do it all. And now you know why I hired him. I want to be invited to that party. <laughs> I just want to add on to what Brian was saying, because, you know, July 9th, I'll have 13 years myself. Congrats, wow, I didn't realize man. it was that long. That's awesome. Yeah, but congrats. The, the the cigar shop, the cigar lounge is really an integral thing for me because look, you get sober, you don't drink anymore, you don't do drugs, whatever you were doing. So, I mean, what the fuck am I going to do in a bar? What am I going to do in a right. nightclub? Be right. the guy standing there drinking water all night. Right. But now, I, but there's this other option, and I can go and I can hang in a lounge and I can participate in what's going on there in a cigar lounge. And it's welcoming and I'm, I'm part of, I'm not the guy in a nightclub, you know, paying $20 for a fucking water. Cause I don't want to look like a jackass that's bothering a bartender for a water all night, mm -hmm. you know? So right. no, I agree. It's really been an integral part of my journey as well, Brian. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. We're, we're, uh, uh, congratulations, Tim. Congratulations. Um, we're, we're social people right now. Now I am still the guy in the bar or the nightclub that somebody says, Make sure he doesn't drive home, you know, but I'm completely fucking sober, you know. <laughs> like, do, you, do you have a designated driver? I am the designated driver. Holy shit. Designated driver. Well, he doesn't need, he doesn't, doesn't need drinks or anything to feel like it's dangerous when he's driving anyway. So just, just as an information when we're in Honduras together, I might be drinking. I'm still driving home. Actually, here's my theory on this. I was a better drunk driver than I am a sober driver. Because <laughs> think about it. You have a few. Yeah, 100%. You know where I'm going with this. You have a couple of cocktails. You leave the bar. You do the speed limit. Hands are at 10 and 2. You stop at every stop sign. Your blinker goes on. I mean, now I just go, fuck it. The red light's a suggestion. I'm blowing through it, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Listen, when you're driving wrong, a simple rule. Don't hit anything. Everybody's a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great that's Everybody's a, great a cop. Yeah, I've actually been in uh, the car with Sebastian driving when I've run red lights. He doesn't like oh, it. Uh, I'm like, you know, there are that light doesn't control me. It's not the boss of me. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, that's that's cool. Yeah, I I had heard I had heard rumors about you, Brian, that you rival uh, not to bring him up again, but that you rival uh, Steve Saka. I mean, Saka is one of those guys that that I think Cooper he's been known to smoke 15 cigars in a day sometimes from from what I've what I've heard from him. Yeah, you know who's like a massive like guy who. Uh, smoke. So I don't know if you know Tim Wong. Yeah. Oh Timmy. shit, Tim. Timmy Tim can smoke. Yeah. That guy can smoke. I mean, I've seen it. Tim, uh, Tim from LA. Tim from California. California. Yeah. 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 Tim from California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Now he's special in that you give him an absolute dog turd of a cigar, and he will smoke it. 
and 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 he'll get down to like this, and you'll say, "Timmy, what the hell are you doing?" And he says, "Well, it might get better." What the? What do you mean it might get better? <laughs> he he's a special individual. Yeah, yeah, he is. yeah. He is. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that about him. Five minutes to talk to me. If it doesn't talk to me within five minutes, I'm chucking it. Yeah, me too. And I, you know what? I smoke a lot, a lot precious. less than than a lot. Exactly, I smoke a lot less because I like to. I like to take my time with it. So if I if I'm gonna waste my time on something that if I start smoking it and I do not like it, I don't want to waste that maybe hour and a half that I have where there's no kids running around like maniacs work you know whatever where I, I I'm not gonna enjoy it. So I yeah I'm the same way. Alex and I have definitely been known to leave whole cigars and move on to something we know we'll like for sure. But that's but that's a hindrance to me because then I don't always try new stuff which I I try to force myself to do, um, because I just like I like to you know, try new things. Uh, so we're coming towards the end of the show, but we can't end the show without doing our new bit from our friends at Gurkha. And Alex, are you prepared for this one? I am prepared. Oh, even better. All right, guys, we're going to play the intro and then we'll discuss the game. It's called Would You Rather from Gurkha Cigars. All right, guys, it's real simple. I'm going to move you guys up here so that you don't get covered by the banner. So, guys, it's real simple. This is like the old school game that we all played when we were kids uh, and or in college, maybe when we were partaking in some of those things that some of us don't partake in anymore. Uh, would you rather game? We're going to give you uh, two scenarios and you'd have to pick one. Would you rather do this or rather do that? And uh, it's presented by Gurkha. So go ahead, Alex, with your first question. All right. So now Abe's questions tend to be kind of philosophical. Mine's just tend to be kind of weird. So I got two questions. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Question number one. Would you rather smell like onions or garlic? Oh, that's easy. That's a tough one. Both smell really good. No, that's easy. That's easy. <laughs> well, I feel like Brian with the last name Matola, we know which direction you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's easy. I mean, garlic all day long. Garlic, a hundred percent. Have you guys ever seen the movie Would You Rather? You need to see it if you didn't. It's no, fantastic. No, no. Oh, it's fantastic. Sasha Gray, the porn star, goes mainstream. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sebastian, yeah. what's your pick? Uh, yeah, I go garlic. Sounds garlic, like Mormon. Yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah, yeah. Who would want to smell like onions? Yeah, yeah. I like onions, onions, but they don't smell good. Onions. I mean, you know, the question was not. Oh, that's true. Raw onions. Yeah, All right. ogres. Ogres are like onions. Yeah, that's true. That's a Shrek thing, right? Yeah, that is. Question number two gets a little weirder. Okay, right. I Would like. Would you it. rather get a face tattoo or a full set of gold teeth? Oh shit, that's rough. Oh, face tattoo all day long. My kids want me to get a zipper like right down here. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that counts as face tattoo, but it's yeah, head and face. Yeah, I'll count that. Yeah, face tattoo all day long. Yeah, I have to do the same thing. Pretty all much. Right. Gold all teeth. right. Gold teeth. I, I think I'd get gold teeth. Yeah. I don't, Me too. I, don't I go gold tattoo. teeth on that one. I, 
I think hey, grill tattoo. grill is pretty good too. Nah, I'd probably go tattoo. I think oh face God. tattoo is good. All right. All right. This is an interesting one. Last question. I'm I'm curious to hear your answers. Would you rather have a mustache, no beard, or beard, no mustache? Hmm. <laughs> I've actually done the beard, no mustache because I burn the fucker every once in a while. It looks, it looks rapey, by the way. Very rapey. Yeah, it looks creepy. So I'm going to go beard, no mustache. You're going yeah. beard, no mustache. Oh, hell yeah, I do. I, I do it sometimes from time to time by accident because I do light my mustache on fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, I will have to go with the mustache this time. I don't want to look like a terrorist either. So I, I, I agree. I agree. I feel like with the size of the beard, no mustache, I just look a little. Shady. I would look a little shady, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's. I feel like beard, no mustache, you're either going Amish, Amish Abe Lincoln or like shady terroristy kind of looking <laughs> mustache. You got a lot of options. But you're talking to two. Look can, at these can two be guys. Creepy too and rapey too, by the way. But yeah. But the two. Look at how much time they put into their beards. Like this is this is an investment of yeah. time <laughs> and energy. Listen, you could so put for that him kind to say into a mustache, you can go. You know, Salvador Dali. You can go Fu Manchu. I mean, you have some options. I don't. I've, the whole... I've thought about doing a mustache, like just shaving this, but I'm just lazy. No, I I have a beard because I'm I'm lazy. You don't need to go mustache. Still, hands down, the guy in the cigar industry with the best mustache. Oh, I mean, he, he owns he owns this space, Bradley, Bradley. Rubin. He, oh he owns God, yeah. he owns the mustache space. So, um, yeah. oh, if you guys are eighties movie kind of mustache, yes. The yes. When I first saw him with it, I was like, "What the hell is going on?" It is here, amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. And it's bushy, like it's manly. It's a manly oh, yeah. mustache. <laughs> have you seen? Have you guys seen Bradley in the last like few weeks? No, no. but what, did he? So the mustache it? is still there, but now he's starting to grow the hair long. Yeah. Oh, oh nice. No, right, right, right. He has that like Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah on nice. on the top like a, typical 80s thing, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'll have to get him. A little hipster on on the side. Right. I'll have to give him a call. I talk to his brother once in a while. Yeah, like, yeah, he's got funny. that flock of seagulls meets Tom Selleck look. <laughs> I can't wait. It's bad. We want to this thank you for coming guy. on the show this week. Yep. It was great to, to see you again, Sebastian. Great to have you on for your first time, Brian. We will uh, keep an eye out um, during the PCA coverage because Alex and I – I don't think Alex is going out there. Nope. Um, yeah, so we won't be out there, but we'll take a look. We're really, really excited to see what you guys have coming out. So uh, love love following what, what you guys are doing. Uh, Koopa, as thank always, thank you for, uh, thank you. Yeah. for co-hosting with us again in Abe's absence. And uh, next week, we will have a best of KMA because Alex and I will both be traveling. But uh, after that, oh, and he has a chess tournament. Is that why we literally have off? Because you have a chess tournament? Yeah, no, Saturday's tournament, yeah. Because I am traveling the night before, too. You know what? We're going to my – I'll have a story for the next week because we're going to my wife's 20th high school reunion. Wow. I'm a year older than her, and we actually went to high school together, never dated in high school or college, but, you know, kind of met up way later in life but the weird thing is they did not have a 20-year reunion for my for my year <laughs> i was a year before her i graduated so well, it should be interesting that's probably covid related I'm well sure. now you know what there's other things involved too people don't want to maybe i didn't get invited i don't know so, so <laughs> gonna, there's not a disney just, stop there's not i'm just hoping stop. there's more fat bald guys there uh 
at the at the reunion. I'm scared that everybody else will look great and I look like a mess. So we'll see. Yeah. But Paul, no Disney stopover. I might have to try that too. Yeah. Uh, no, Coop. We we don't go to Disney now until maybe late August, but definitely definitely not oh, in the summer. Okay, we, only late August. We okay. went to our last trip. We went to our last trip, so we'll fly out next week and uh, straight up to Long Island for the summer. But we'll be we'll be here for KMA. I'll be in my mother in law's basement most likely again. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you again, Sebastian and Brian. Thank Great you. to see thank you guys. You, everybody. Thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Much. Yeah, not a problem. And uh, until next week, keep it lit, everybody.